Gaming on the Frontier. This is Bruce. This is Trav. And this is Jonathan. Welcome to Gaming on the Frontier, your podcast of finding out that you've been dying and there was like a whole medevac just sitting around the corner. You just didn't know. It was- you could have sold me up that quickly. Really? Just one little scream. It's all it took. Thanks for joining us on Gaming on the Frontier. This week, we are going to follow up on our, hey, you, you didn't know this anything about this game, did you? Uh, series where uh, we're going to talk about Bureau 13 and all of the resources that are available to agents that they probably never even knew about. All right. So, uh, but anyway, so healing is uh, you can get through the fast time area, Bangor, Maine. Uh, you also can sometimes get it off of some of the uh, friends of the Bureau, like the White Witch of uh, uh well, there's one out in uh, both coasts, one one in New England, and there's one also out in, in uh, Seattle. So, uh, okay. I don't, and there may be some other ones uh, elsewhere, but those are the ones that are specifically mentioned, uh, who I'm sure would be willing to, to, to do some healing. I have one, uh, an elf that has a, a healing amulet that she normally wears herself. <laughs> Because uh, she doesn't like to get hurt and stay that way, mm. uh, but she has, uh, uh, she will come over to your team and you know put it around your neck and let you get better faster uh, if you're in really bad straits, like you know someone just like you know set off a bomb and crushed your entire chest in, you know that'll. <laughs> yeah. The, that happened. Yeah, last that happened last night. By the way. <laughs> Someone set off a bomb right next to an agent and basically just shattered the whole front of his chest. He had, they had to have heart surgery, you know, to repair his heart and uh, had to basically uh, wire all his ribs back together again and reinflate his lungs. Fortunately, oh. he, he didn't lose he didn't lose his uh, any of his major organs south south of the uh, 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 of the solar plexus. You know, his spleen, his liver, his kidneys. His, his stomach, they, those all managed to weather just hella bruised. <laughs> yeah. So, and I, I just, you know, I, I thought I'd wake, give them a little wake up call because they're, they're used to basically just shrugging this stuff off. <laughs> uh... Oh, no. As, as GMs, we have to, you, you kind of have to let your players know that despite them being above and, and even normal beer, we're not talking X team or Omega level teams. Even a normal bureau agent still is a cut above a normal person due to their training and the tech they have available. But you got to remind them players every so often, it's still not enough. There are chances you may not come home. Every time you walk out that the door of that Colorado, there's a slight chance you may not be coming back. And it's not us GMs being nasty. It's just you got to remind your players that I'm just because they get a little too cocky. Scene. It's Well, one? That scene from... Um... The Mel Brooks's History of the World. That little you have a little guy s- sitting next to your players. Thou art mortal. Thou art mortal. <laughs> oh God, I haven't seen that movie in ages. Yeah. Okay, so uh, who wants to take uh, uh, 
Evidence analysis. Okay, I can... Yeah, let's see. Extensive analysis of evidence delivered to bureau drop boxes. Strong AI are used to run automated labs and to draw connections from an extensive database and connections to the dark web. Oh, yeah. If you have an AI sit there and just pull all the information and do all sorts of, like, thousands of computer simulations and whatnot in, like, a second. (laughs) Yeah, I mean... Well, it might take longer than that, but still... Well, if it's an AI, or I mean, remember how quicker most AIs think than humans. Like, yeah, but you're also faster. trying to pull information from the, the, the truly prodigious database that is the Bureau. Yeah, yeah, and that, that, that is kind of, even in a computer, it'd be like trying to, you know, use a card catalog in like the Library of Congress, you know. But yeah, um Let's see. Uh, Okay, the dark web. I mean, I'm sure we know what it is, but you might want to explain that to some of our listeners because they may not be familiar with that term. Are you familiar with that, Jonathan? Are we talking, is it something different than the real world dark web? Yeah, the real world dark web. Yeah, okay, yeah. It's just a, it's the portion of the internet that isn't necessarily public facing uh, of the World Wide Web that you're not going to find links to these websites posted on Facebook or uh, on commercials you see on TV. These are usually very weirdly uh, addressed like app147y.onion that are where a lot of illegal activities or even just things people don't want any government's prying into yeah like their, spies uh, use it mm-hmm. yeah yeah and insurgents spies, criminal and, organizations yeah. i mean good guys and bad guys all use the dark web so uh and the bureau you know uh i that's you know when we talk about how you know the bureau goes and sends you information they probably do it through the dark web to make sure that you know it's not obvious to anybody, you know, what, you know, how to get to the information you need. You know, you use special browsers that are, you know, uh, using encrypted emails to send links to various locations in the dark web with the information you've asked for, the analysis that you wanted. You know, they, they make it available for you, and then you can go find it and, and use it in your investigation. So, uh, but, you know, the, the, uh, Mainly, you have to get them, you know, to these, these, these places. So uh, I, some of them are, are probably just you know set up to, to depending upon what they are, they just they're, they're if it's like a low danger kind of thing, you know, where they just need to do get a blood sample and get it analyzed or uh, you know do a spectro analysis. So they might send it off to a commercial lab. But um, that's got a really fast turnaround time. But probably most of this ends up in uh, being at least received by Bangor, Maine, because it's four hours away from anywhere. Yeah. So and uh, that way, you know, you're going to and and once they have that information, they can uh, basically it's once it's been analyzed, the data can be sent to any location, including you know, to the Pacific base where, you know, the, all the really big toys are and other things, you know, can be uh, used, you know. And it could also be sent over to any of the Bureau experts, the friends of the Bureau who 
uh, might be considered subject matter experts on any of these things. So it's, uh, but they, they provide that kind of information so you're not relying purely upon your own training to, uh, you know, because lots of times I'm like, okay, do a supernatural, natural um, uh, skill check to see if you know anything about this. Or they're like, well, what, is it, what does the Bureau tell us? I said, well, you have to first ask a question of the Bureau. Secondly, is that you're going to have to wait for it to come back. Because, I mean, when you ask questions, if you don't give any kind of a uh, uh, bounding, you know, bo- <laughs> says, tell us, t- tell us everything about ghosts. Well, okay, so, you know, 10,000... 10,000 uh, or, or, you know, five, 10, 100 gigabytes of data later, <laughs> you, uh, you, you and, and, and how much of your time do you want to spend going through that data now? So it's always best to be. Yeah, you have to really, you have to really set your search parameters when you ask the Bureau about something you need to know. You need to get that question as succinct and as particular as possible. Now, if you sit there and ask about, well, I need to know about all ghosts in the Tri-County Detroit area. Yeah, that's going to be a lot smaller parameter for it to look. Right. You might go from 100 terabytes down to maybe, you know, five or six. That's still a lot of information to go through, but at least these computers, these AIs know, okay, search parameters are smaller, we're not going through our. We're not giving this guy everything we know on Ghost, which would take him, you know, even with a crazy supercomputer, a data download. You know, right? Yeah, and also time time parameters are very important because do you actually want to know about some ghostly apparition that was seen by a, uh, you know, by a settler or, uh, a, 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 in an Indian village, you know, in you know seventeen hundred? Yeah, know, back yeah. back in the days of the Algonquin Indians. Or are you looking for something to happen, let's say, in the last 10 years? So, yeah. It's yeah. always good to give good, you know, to, to ask your questions carefully because the, 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 GM, the GM can, if he want, if they're, if she wants to, can really send you on a wild goose chase. And I have done that on occasion when people just kept asking. Okay. So, for- so, so phrasing your question to ask the Bureau AI. Is kind of like when your players have a ring of three wishes. Really get your semantics down. <laughs> right. But I mean, the Bureau's not trying to nerf it. You know, it's just. No, like, but still. It's really more along the lines of they'll get, you know, usually they'll give you a, uh, you know, a wealth of information. And of course, the answer you never want is sorry, that's classified. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, ah, thanks for nothing, guys. You know, turns out, you know, there's like, you know, a, a ghost or something that's living in the area, but it's a friend of the Bureau and they don't want you to bother it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, this happened more than once. They've had like, you know, some somebody who was actually a friend of the Bureau and or, you know, and or somebody that they, they, they made an easy peace with, you know, and, uh, and, and if someone goes over and starts messing with it, it's just going to go off the rails again, and they're going to have a whole another new incident. So, all right. So, uh, all right. How about hacking services? I tell you, yeah. if when my I had my players, if they had thought to request the bureau's help with hacking, they wouldn't have had the entire 
uh, Atlanta division of the FBI chasing them down one adventure. Yep. Oh. This was a team that had gone into a Atlanta bureau, uh, police department, and they did the us- their usual habit of, oh, yeah, we're from the FBI. Here's our badges. Okay, let's just run run you through the database real quick. Let's, let's check to make sure you, you have permission to be here. Uh, i got to run up to the car. You keep doing that. How, how do I make all the phone lines you know, uh, that are calling the FBI come to my phone here in the RV. Uh, hacking roll. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in, yeah. In less than, in less than 10 seconds. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the, the best way not to need these services usually is to create multiple identities before you ever go on mission. Uh, one of the mm-hmm. techniques that I have, uh, suggested to people do in the past is to simply go and, uh, get in the, the, the DMV that has pictures, okay, of everybody who's ever had a driver's license. And uh, take the, download those pictures, run them through a, a, an optical scanner, and find, you know, five or six people who look really close to you, what you currently look like. And then you can use those, ident- those people as identities, because now, you know, you've got an address, you've got a name, you've got an age, uh, and you've got a picture in the DMV that looks just like you. And, you know, a, a lot of times people have been able to uh, completely, uh, you know, I mean, throw away, you know, two or three identities during their mission because they kept doing this. And, and the, the police are like, yeah, we got this one guy, Bob Smith, you know, and then he disappeared, you know, uh which is a good thing because we were having this really hard time with this other guy named, you know, Bill Jones. <laughs> of course, <laughs> they're the same person, the same agent, but they're they're still chasing after, you know, Bob Smith. So, uh, uh, you know, and, it would really suck for the person who's Bob Smith, and they're sitting there yeah. in their robe and pajamas having Sunday coffee, and here comes the FBI, the ATF, the N, you know. And they're kicking in their doors. This guy's getting carried out, and he's having to provide alibis. It's like, no, I was on the other side of the state. What are you talking about? Well, no, this reminds me about the the in my bureau game. I had a player who has since left the game. His name was Donald, and he was the team leader, a CIA spook who was rendered permanently invisible, wore a skin suit. His name was Bishop. His running gag every time I would have them forge identities to go in and investigate something. He would change the name to a different type of religious person. Agent Cardinal, FBI, Agent Pope, CI or uh, you know, NSDB. Um Agent would that be Shaman? Shaman, Agent Shaman. You know, and this was his running joke. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's a shame he left the campaign because of, of work stuff. But it would have been funny to just, okay, Donald, how far are you going to carry this? You're going to be sitting there calling up religious titles of people from, like, you know, aboriginal religions and, you know, Shinto pre. Yeah, we're, we're going to see just how far this rabbit hole goes. But that's what he would do, is just variations on other religious leaders. And just and I, and I after a while, I got into it. It's like, let's see, Pope? He goes, yeah, that's good. I'm like, see, yeah. <laughs> And people, uh, the rest of the table, really, Donald? <laughs> His two housemates are just shaking their heads at him, you know. But no, um, yeah, uh, of course, this is where, you know, use of the document forger is critical to make these 
And for Pathfinder, OGL would be either forgery or linguistics check to make sure you make these IDs as airtight as possible. Right. But I mean, really, giving an ad, having an address, a phone number, a uh, a, a person, some kind of a a, ba- a quick background you can get on somebody just by grabbing somebody's face out of the DMV is like more research than ninety nine percent of the players ever do for their characters' identities, secret identities, cover story, cover stories. So I, you know, I, I mean, back in the day, uh, I used to just go and open up a. Uh, uh, a phone book at random, and I would give them a name and an address out of it. Now you can't do that anymore because there aren't there aren't any phone books anymore. Ah, yeah. oh, crap! Yeah, I threw all mine out. Darn. Yeah. See. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But but sometimes you do need to do some hacking. I mean, you know, if you do come up with a, an identity that's that you need for your mission, then you can also use hacking to insert it into the DMV or you know uh, maybe a university. Uh, uh, account you know uh, a, uni- a university directory or things like that you know you, you sometimes you do need to hack into those things now um, that it's highly recommended that you don't hack uh, the FBI and CIA and especially the NSA no okay no because no. It, it'll work usually but then they're real, they're real good about figuring out that they've been hacked. And they've got just people who've got nothing better to do with their time than to sit around and wait for someone to try to intrude again. And just if, if nothing else, they'll just like you know they'll just make it really hard for you to do it. And you well, remember with with a lot of and corporations do this too, but you got the government doing it. And one of my former Friday gamers, Matt, did you know one of those tech jobs for the NSA left maybe a year ago, and it was all but literally if I tell you, I'd have to kill you type jobs. And he's like, oh no, I'd see that they would hire hackers, and you know it's the whole thing. Yeah, you hacked into our system. You might have gotten a million dollars for this information. We'll pay you ten million if you make it where other people can't hack in like you did. So you're going to be getting these young hackers who are going to be finding out, yeah, I yeah, I tracked it back and it's some wireless signal on the side of a road, you know, 5 miles outside of town. Yeah, that and and they work for the government now. I mean, they you know, they're not in suit and ties anymore. They still look like, you know, a hacker out of a out of a, a coffee cafe or out of a rave party. But they're now protecting government servers and stuff. Right. So, though, yeah. And, you know, they are just as good as a bureau agent is. It's just you have better tech. But if you fail that computer role, you don't get that DC or that, you know, that that number you need to get it. Oh, no, they'll bounce back. You know, they'll they'll track you back. Right. And, and so take so, back a virus or whatever. Right. And sometimes, you know, uh, when I say hacking, it may just be somebody who does auto dialing for you. You know, I mean, that sort of thing should be in your bureau computer in your RV and even on your phone. But, you know, like if you just need to, uh, you know, auto dial uh, phone, you know, uh, 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 like 200, 300 phones because you only you had all but one digit, you know, and it'll automatically uh, yeah. you know, do that for you. So, yeah. So they, they provide you know, those kinds of services uh, mostly, you know, uh, for cover identities and sometimes uh, 
you know, because the thing that I, uh, if you don't have a good cover identity, usually the first thing that happens is when you get to a, uh, into the site where the incident took place, they're like, well, let's hack into the police uh, and, and, ch- and check out what was written in the case study, you know, the case, you know, report. And uh, rather than just simply going and requesting it, you know, with proper credentials, <laughs> but they'll hack into the local police department and get, and get that data. And, uh, you know, which if they're lucky, the police department doesn't realize they've been hacked. Uh, yeah. You know, and of course, if they do, then, of course, you're going to see a lot more police officers in your area as you try to go on through your investigation. I see this kind of work as being the, the kind of thing the Bureau would would put those little suburban script kitties doing if they do somehow manage to, to break into a Bureau server somewhere. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sure. That- oh, no, I'm sure that. Yeah, I'm sure that that's where a lot of bureau tech support came from. Where I love that term, Jonathan. But suburban script kitties—that's wonderful. <laughs> but yeah, I could see that the bureau would do the same thing. It's like here's this kid that hacked in, got in through the dark web, and found one of our sites for you know data packet drop-offs. Bring him in. He—he's about to. This this little boy is about to drink from the fire hose. And he's going to be well rewarded, you know, after he wipes his mouth off from the spray. Probably keep him, probably keep him need to know. Say, look, just don't look anywhere else here. We'll pay you. Right. But a lot of these people never know that they're actually working for the bureau. They they just know that. Yeah, they're they're just. Oh, it's my buddy who needs weird information. He comes in with a suit all the time. Yeah. Or it's just literally, you know, it's it's a a deal on the phone paid for with Bitcoin. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Just. Yeah, they're like, I'm willing to work <laughs> as long as I don't get arrested for it. And it's like, well, do a good yeah. job and you won't. We'll, we'll keep the FBI away. All right. Costuming don't services. Don't antagonizing them. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Besides, you know, uh, certain things like the uh, like the urban, uh, uh, the urban, you know, suit uh, that has all kinds of cool gadgets built into it and such, and the belt and the lapel and everything else, um, there's... Uh, uh, Anytime you have to, you know, have a specific, very, uh, very detailed suit, uh, a, a piece of, of of costuming in any way, the bureau has people who can do that for you. So, you know, people who are experts in matching fabrics and colors, and of course, adding those extra things inside them if you if you need that sort of thing. Uh, they're also the people that. Uh, uh, know how to sew those 13th pockets inside of your 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 various pieces of uh, of of anything though I, I I warn you right now you cannot sew a 13th pocket inside of lace underwear just doesn't work it's gonna be a and big- this is where I reply with if I have to ask I don't want to know <laughs> yeah I'm kind of scared to even ponder that yeah <laughs> well no because my daughter has a corollary to that and she says with wide eyes, but if you ask, you must learn everything, yeah. <laughs> which we call Shelley's corollary. Yeah. Ah, there you go. So, but and of course, if you are, uh, if, if you for any reason have to go on any kind of a time travel jaunt, then of course you're going to need that kind of uh, costume uh, thing yeah, because yeah. I mean it. They, they gloss over it a lot on television shows, but, you know, people who live in an era are pretty good about noticing when uh, people are wearing clothing that's 100 years out of date. Uh, 
I mean, it, oh it, yeah, that that's one of the things yeah. in Doctor Who. It's like, okay, and Tenth Doctor and Martha Jones are walking around, and here's this African American woman with a leather jacket talking to Shakespeare. Wait a minute, yeah, just I'm even there, just raising my finger, going, <gasps> just let it go. It's Doctor Who. Just yeah, yep. It's like that psychic paper. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, oh no, that I've made for my I, that I've made in my bureau game. So they use that, right? And also, by the way, protected gear comes from them too. Ah, yes. So you know when you, oh. you before you face the uh, the black dragon spittle, you might want to make sure you have a proper proper environmental suit. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, I know so many people that would just fit into. Yeah, I fought, I did a supernatural incident and I survived and I work for the Bureau now. Where do you work? Costuming department. What did you do? I was a fiber artist. I had my own Etsy site. Oh, dear God, we just gave the fox the keys to the damn hen house. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep, yeah. Yep. And, I, and I, and my, yeah, just my one player in my Sunday game, Amber, she has her own Etsy site. If I were to tell her something like this in a Bureau game, she's like, I'm so in. Make my character for that. Oh, geez, Amber. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like when uh, Steve Rogers in the Avengers, uh, or actually the very first one, uh, the the Captain America movie, he wakes up in modern day. And you look around and it looks like, you know, maybe something that would have been contemporary to him, except there were like a hundred errors in the room, which some people think... Well, no, what it it was, what caught him is... There was a game on the radio from the 40s, and he goes, wait a minute, I was at that game. That's what he found out. Uh-huh. Well, no, he, Everything else, yeah. Everything else, it was fine. It was that what he caught. Right, but, you know, you you, 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 you click on Reddit, and you get into the, you know, into the mind meld, and you find out that oh. the uniform that the, that, the, uh, uh, that the nurse was wearing was all wrong, and it was... You know, she was wearing the wrong underwear showing out through it. And there was like a, a, at least a dozen tells in the room. And they all said it was, you know, it was Nick Fury's plan. He did that intentionally to help him slowly surface into the modern day. He didn't really want to fool him. He just did, he wanted to give him something that he would initially accept, but a then buffer. realize quickly was no it's not what it looks like okay i'm ready to deal with whatever's happening what's going on so and it was the baseball game that got him (laughs) right so but if you had for example somebody that was frozen in time a rip van winkle or something like that you you know you wanted you wanted to find out information from them without putting them into psychic shock from the realizing what's happened to them, you might put on a a, a a scenario, a play, so to speak, with people dressed in the appropriate costuming, you know, speaking the appropriate the appropriate way, you know, to try to uh, slowly, you know, uh, 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 bring them into uh, a position where they could be interrogated without causing them to, you know, become so suspicious they clammed up or go into some kind of mental shock as a result. So, you know, costuming services, you know, provides, you know, has a lot of hats and is more helpful than you might think. So, I have no doubt that there's one or two agents in that division that are like, 
okay, wait, we get to deal with an Islander from 1800s Hawaii. Oh, this is going to be fun. So, and then we we had what you talked about, artifact analysis and storage. So, uh, you know, oh, yeah. the, lots the, of things people find during their missions. They have no idea what they are, except it has a pretty powerful Karelian reading. Yep. What are you going to do? You're going to take it out behind the RV and just start poking at it with a stick until something happens? Well, my players would. Yep. I, I've, <laughs> I've seen that happen more than once. <laughs> it's like uh there's one one time they called um oh uh and i forgot his name uh, uh uh richard jervis uh flash jervis flash jervis flash jervis and uh he comes walking in you know from uh his you know his stint with the telescopes and such and uh just, just he's to look around and says oh <laughs> you know you know and, and andromeda you know uh uh, biscuit maker. Wow. He says, I haven't seen one since the last time I had guests. And the entire team turned, what? Yeah. What kind of biscuits are you talking about? You talking horse biscuits? <laughs> are you talking about, you know, sourdough biscuits or, you know. Uranium cake biscuits. Yeah, or them kind of biscuits. <laughs> yeah. Because if you've, if you've ever... Uh, uh, read the series on the the Hechi series by Poole Anderson. There was here's an entire race that, in order to stay healthy, fired themselves. You know, lived in a uh, microwave rich environment. So uh, they 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 carried around a microwave projector that they literally hung below themselves. So all their all their chairs had this big V in them that nobody could figure out why they had this big V. They thought they had this like you know descending abdomen or something no it's for they could hang the bag down there so we'd fire up all those nice healthy microwaves up in their faces to keep their keep their organs and, and brain operating properly ah yeah well <laughs> i could ju you just see somebody accidentally turning one of those things on and <sighs> why is my head microwave why, gun you know my head's so hot why is it so hot <laughs> somebody open a window yeah because that stuff will just bounce, just like in the microwave, that stuff will just bounce around all over the room. And before yeah. you know it, you know, you, you, you know, you're cooked, literally. Okay, so uh, now when you do get one of those things back, uh, it, it, it might go quite a few places. You know, it could be in Bagger, Maine. It could also be uh, out in the Pacific Island, might even make it all the way up to Farside. Uh, so, uh, especially if it's high tech. So when you get it back, uh, make sure you make extra special care in making sure it's clean and dusted really well. Because if it's been on the moon and you have a wear in your in your party and they get some of that moon dust on them, well, if you've if you've read uh, Full Moonster by uh, by, by Pilata, you know that's a bad thing. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Now, of course, the people the, the people that everybody's most used to talking to because it has the face of the... In the old days, it had the face of the Bureau, Ray Robertson running it. Now is yep. his semi-daughter, uh, either Ramona... Ramona, I think. Or, yeah, Ramona yeah. or uh, Raylene, which is what I called her. Uh, tech services. Basically, it's an omnibus term that is, uh, is, is highly abused. 
It's uh, basically the, the face of, of getting the equipment you need in order to do the things you need to do. So, uh, uh, and they're also, you know, they're the, they're the, uh, they're the people that get all of the equipment that has been developed uh, in um, on the island and uh, other places, uh, and and decide who which team of agents gets to field test this stuff. So a- anytime the, uh, the the uh, Ramona says, "Oh, I have this really great thing here. I think it'd be really helpful to you on your mission." Should I send that along too? Experienced agents have, with your answer. Experienced agents yeah, have going. learned to say no. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're good, really. Yeah, yeah, just send us what's on the list. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I, I remember. So the, the, great. So, oh, go ahead, Jonathan. I say I remember. I think it was Terror Watch, um, the mission uh, where you helping Ray test out the supernatural quanta generator that was actually and, uh screams in the night and that was okay that was another was. one of the out, yeah. outpost game supplements yes and and that one taught me everything i needed to know about tech services and how they ran yep <laughs> yes they were fine tech, the guys that were running the, running the show were behind their nice you know armored you know enclosure and and they're like you know you were stationed we in the agents you were stationed in the room t- to stop anything that might appear and might try to stop them <laughs> that was the scenario basically in a nutshell he says we're going to turn this thing on if anything bad tries to come our way your job is to stop it <laughs> and it just gets keeps getting worse and worse and worse so and so fi- <laughs> finally somebody somebody you know Figures a way of, of stopping it, of <laughs> turning it off. Because they won't turn it off. Oh, no. 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 They're, it, it's, they're not going to turn it off until they have to turn it off. They're, they're scientists. Right. We want to see what happens. Yeah. yeah. We're back, literally for science. out here. Yeah. Back, yeah. back off. I'm a scientist. <laughs> yeah. You know, meanwhile, you know, the spawn of C- Cthulhu or crawling in and you know, through the doorway sure but anyways but you know they're also the ones that you know i mean they actually can be helpful they're ones that usually trick out your cars to have the secret compartments yeah. and and the um, uh and the the chameleon uh, uh paint jobs and you know they're the ones that issue those you know those phones and uh and of course the tell uh, the, the anything that has uh Anything high tech or something that shouldn't exist always has some form of disposal, some system for getting for allowing it to get rid of itself. And I don't know about you, but I have been, you know, I have worried for these ages on more than one occasion when I said, they said, "What do you got on your character sheet?" And they're like, "Oh yeah, I got the watch, I got the uh, black bag, I got the tennis shoes, I got," <laughs> you know, and I'm like. You know, you do realize that you probably have about, you know, two or three blocks of C4 in equivalents on your person right now. I really hope you don't get hit by a lot of electricity. And all of a sudden they're just like, wait, what? Excuse me? Yeah. They're like Wayne's World. Squeeze me, baking yeah. powder. Yeah. Right. Because, you know, you can shoot a hole through uh, C4 and it's fine, but a good electrical charge will set it off. Yep. So, yep. Anyways, they're they're also the usually the the place that receives the field reports uh, uh, from agents on those experimental equipment, 
and uh, and they're like I say, they are the face of the bureau. They're probably you know they're the only people that most agents ever really know work for the bureau. Yeah, yeah. So mm. it's good to be on their on their good side on, this, on at the same time. You know, it's like every, it's like your department compared to the department next door to you. They're not really your friends. Yeah, they're, yeah. They're when you sure as hell don't want them as your enemy. Right. Yeah. You don't want them as your enemy, but they're not really your friends. So you know, at at best, there it's a working relationship. Well, All right. yeah, it's an R and D department. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's like Q in the Bond movies. Right. Well, but again, they don't do most. They don't do most of the development there. That's actually done off site. They get. They actually yeah. get. The funny thing is, is that you're not. You're getting the beta version of that device. Somebody else had yeah. to deal with the alpha version. Yeah. Somebody else's wild idea. The few exceptions of that was Ray. Ray is such a genius that he would literally cobble together stuff out of stuff, you know, uh, and, yeah. and within a few hours and just give it back to you. So uh, he, the, the, he, the, the, you, you know, you, there's there might be a few prototypes sitting around, you know, tech services at any time, but most of the time uh, they're uh, a clearinghouse essentially, both information in and tech out. So you know. And, yeah. and, a, and a lot of replacement parts. <laughs> All right. Bain acquisition and storage. Jonathan? So this is where you, these are the guys, the division that are going to keep you stocked with all those nasty little things that will make the bad, bad monsters go away. And all you need to do is let them know you need it and hope they can get it to a, a nearby drop site very quickly. Right. Because as they discovered way back in the beginning of the Bureau, when they didn't have mages, and they didn't have Carillion detectors, and they didn't have, you know, uh, size and other things like that, that all they really had was, you know, uh, blood, grit, and uh, and faith, and, and occasionally an item that the, the bad things just didn't like. You know, and originally mm -hmm. it was pretty much silver or holy water. Maybe, you know, and, and garlic and, you know, maybe some bull's mane, but not much more, yeah. you know. And yeah. it was a long road uh, of working with herbalists and other people that were actually aware and were willing to talk about the supernatural to uh, amass not only a database of these kinds of banes, but also to find the banes themselves and keep them in stock. A never-ending quest because banes tend to get used up. People turn them into rounds for their rifles and their shotguns and things like that. And, and uh, holy water only stays holy as long as you treat it like it's holy. So when you stick them in those plastic uh, squirt pistols, they're not holy very long. <laughs> so, but you know, like that, it's, uh, they, it's, it's just, it's just basically an ongoing thing because agents could go out and, and find this stuff themselves. But a lot of times, it's it's a real problem to go and find stuff because some of the banes for some supernatural creatures are very very specific, and uh, they're not easy to find. Where do you where do you get that steak carved from the heart of a white oak tree on a full moon when it's just going into the new moon? Right, but the and but the good thing is if you do have a bane, a lot of times just the touch of it will kill. A supernatural creature or render it you know immobile or knock it out or you know i mean that's that's the great thing about them you know is that they you, you don't have to have supernatural powers 
in order to administer them. You just have to be able to get it out there. So it's if I was playing a non-supernatural character, a, a, a agent in a team, uh, I would definitely try to specialize in Bane identification and uh, delivery because that would make you... Uh, possibly far more powerful than the rest of the other other team members who had more traditional spells or powers. Well, that that makes me think it, you're basically playing the Winchesters from Supernatural. Well, the Winchesters are an entire team in two guys. But yes, yeah, yeah. I mean, as far as like, yeah, the 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 rock salt in the shotgun to get rid of ghosts. Yeah, the 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 putting salt over every doorway to keep out demons. Yeah, yeah. Like they knew exactly what to use and what to use it against. Right, because they had, because they'd studied that book, mm. <laughs> and all the other books after they got to the uh, uh, the Men of Letters you know, bunker. Yeah. So, so yeah, because I mean that's and that's the truth is that you know really super powerful uh, supernatural creatures they're not going to fall down dead <laughs> just because you shoot them with a bullet. You know, they're 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 going to laugh at you. You know. And so you're going to have to come up with something that really makes a difference. And you may have to, it may, that may be a couple adventures in and of themselves, fixing to get ready <laughs> to go after the big bad. But that's fun too. Some people, some bureau agents retire, so to speak, and they do that full time. All I'll right. Do the fetch quest now. And then the extensive list of friends or bureau contacts. All those people in the middle, even sometimes some of the enemies, because you know, because uh, if they're your enemy, you can don't have to be so nice to them, right? And sometimes the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Yep. Yeah. And sometimes the en the the enemy of my uh, my enemy is my friend. Yeah. So uh, so the bureau offers an extensive list of friends or or contacts, which are not to be used as substitute team members, even if they are willing. <laughs> Because they don't have your training. And they will get themselves and their te fellow team members injured or worse. Uh, I, I, this is an ongoing thing in my current campaign. Because one of the characters basically uh, decided to befriend a, uh, a, a vengeful spirit. That was basically luring uh, 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 predators uh, sexual predators uh, and drowning them just as uh, because she had been drowned uh, by her lover uh, a couple hundred years ago and he managed to get her uh, imprinted is probably the closest thing uh, uh, they, they made like a soul join and as a result she is madly in love with him and you know, will never leave his side except that on a regular basis they manage to basically disrupt her physical form and she has to re, re you know re, re, he has to put herself back together again mm. and uh, reconstitute herself somewhere in her yeah. own little special space uh, and then she shows back up again uh, but uh, they tried to put her through bureau training but she you know it's always like uh, uh, in Star Wars you know uh, Finn wakes up. Okay, uh, the other guy, uh, uh, who's the name of the pilot? Oh, Poe, Poe. Poe comes running up. He says, oh, Finn, you're up. Oh, eh, there's all these things i got to tell you. First words out of Finn's mouth, where's Ray? Yep. She's like, where's <laughs> Thomas? What's he doing? Does he miss me? You know, do I, you know, is my hair okay? 
Am I pretty enough for him? Why am I still talking to you? Where's Thomas? <laughs> it's like, you know, whatever Thomas is, then she'll just come sweeping into whatever he's doing. Big hugs, kisses, you know, saying, you know, can you take a break? Because, you know, I, I, I want some I want some alone time. I want, yeah, I, I want some <laughs> yeah. alone time. And, and he's like, uh, okay, uh, later. I'm sorry. Uh, I, I was talking. I was talking to this uh, police captain. <laughs> uh, sorry, girlfriends. What can you say? Hi. So yeah, they've tried to train her. She's a little better than she used to be. She's not quite so in everybody's face about you know tell tell telling everybody what a great lover he is. <laughs> Terrible embarrassment. I, I have so much fun tweet pulling his pulling his chain. <laughs> the players chain with this character. Anyways, uh, they all know that uh, if they kill, uh, they can't kill her unless they use some kind of really supernatural method. And there are ways of killing her, but most of the time is is that you know, when when uh, when when the the player character finally dies, then basically she goes to hell. So he doesn't want to die because he doesn't want her to go to hell because he knows that she's really a victim. But uh, mm. she's as a vengeful spirit, she's done enough things that, you know, she would go to hell if she died. She's earned her place. She's yeah. earned her place, yeah. she She's really kind of embraced the whole vengeful spirit thing. So, anyways, but she's a friend. So, she's not a substitute for a team member, but there are times when she's really, really useful. You know, for example, she doesn't breathe. You need someone to walk oh. through the, you need somebody to walk through that tear, that uh, nerve gas. She's your girl, so to speak. Okay. Uh, she can't drown. <laughs> she can't die from radiation poisoning. She's already dead. <laughs> so there's a lot of times when, and she has on more than one occasion uh, dragged the other team members out of a dangerous spot because they went down and she didn't. So, you know, on the other hand, you know, like I said, she has a tendency to, uh, you know, get in the way <laughs> because she's not, she's not really a, she's not really a team member. So, uh, but the, uh, a lot of these people are subject matter experts or they know people who are subject matter experts. So you have a whole big wide web and, uh, back in one of the terror watches, they actually, uh, talked about the Bureau, uh, worldwide web and they listed a whole bunch of different, uh, plate locations where you could get some information. So, um, you might want to get your hands on uh, that issue of uh, of uh, Terror Watch, which uh, may or may not be available through TriTac Games anymore because uh, they may not have rights to publish it anymore. Ah. So, however, if you send uh, if you send us a mail uh, a letter uh, asking for information, I'm sure that we could look in our personal collections of uh, uh, that predated all that and give you some information. We'd be glad to do that. All right. So I guess we're we're finally to the to the most important stuff. What does the bureau not provide, Trav? Uh, spell components for one. There are three reasons why. One, they would always be out. Just having to because they tend to be pretty rare, anyways. I mean, for the invisibility spell in Pathfinder, it's. An eyelash wrapped in gum Arabic. Gum Arabic is not exactly something you can go to the corner CVS and get. Just we'll put that out there. Two spell components tend to be very idiosyncratic to the caster. 
if you're doing a well or to the person let's say you want to do a raised dead spell and oh i need a beloved piece of clothing or a uh, possession from the decedent again you're gonna have to go through some hoops to get that and third the purest components are always the freshest and best harvested by the caster in the field oh you have to cut this wolf's bane with a silver scythe under a full moon and the basket that you put it in must have been made by a virgin and all yeah so you get pretty particular with spell components and usually mages get their own because they can get it the quickest they know the methods and they know the ins and outs of you know how to go about and get them right and because if i you remember know, correctly yeah if i remember correctly in the uh at least i think it was the 1992 tritech uh rules that spell components were randomly determined for each yeah. spell. That's what I'm saying, is that each spellcaster could have his own set of components for each spell he's trying to cast. So multiply that times however many spellcasters there are in the Bureau. That's a lot of components they have to keep you know, in stock and make sure that they didn't touch each other and contaminate each other and such. So that's, I mean, it's, bad, it's hard enough keeping Banes. <laughs> You could just imagine trying to keep, you know, spell components. Now, the good thing is, is that a lot of these are things that, you know, don't go away. So once you have most of the parts of it, you, you can reuse some of the components a lot. Uh, like mm -hmm. you, you me Trav mentioned about getting that Wolvesbane. That would give you some really top flight Wolvesbane. But I'm sure that if you just scraped it, you know, scrape some Wolvesbane into a uh, uh, a plastic, you know, uh hamburger and fry basket you you gotten from uh the the dairy queen i'm sure that it you know with a you know a, a swiss army knife i'm sure that you'd have some effect <laughs> it probably the spell might work with that because because there are kitchen i witches. think there were rules i think there were rules in the 92 edition that if your spell components were as fresh the roll is a little harder to make to have the spell go off. Right. I, I think that impure com, uh, components is like a minus 15%. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. So, yeah. But no components is usually, I mean, poor components is usually better than no components. So, there's, there's still that. And, yeah. Uh, all right. So, uh, Jonathan, what's another thing that uh, the Bureau doesn't provide? They are not going to protect your, your family or your loved ones or your friends. So... You either need to cut ties completely or just don't ever let them know what you do for a living. Ideally, just cut ties completely. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, I mean, the Brotherhood of Darkness, they have their own agents. They can follow you back to wherever, you know, you, yeah. go, to a, you go to a supernatural incident, you know, uh, that's big enough. And, the, and you know, these various agencies or whatever go and send their own team to observe and they see you they can fall unless you go back to bangor maine or someplace like that they can follow you home and i've had lots and lots of, of pcs they said okay we're done i'm gonna go home now and they're like you're not gonna you know go back to no i got my own car i'll just drive home and i'll wait for the next uh, fax from the bureau back when that's how the <laughs> there was a time when that's how you yeah. got mission reports you got it through a fax machine in your basement. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. With with disappearing ink. Lasts just long enough for you to read it. 
print text on flash paper. Yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But it was usually disappearing ink, you know, off off the thermal printer. And <laughs> anyways, it was. Uh, so yeah, they uh, they can follow you back. So probably, and and if they and once they know, you know, I mean, they may not harm your family. They may snatch your family. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Use oh, this leverage see. against um, you. There you go. go that that yeah. Let you know that they know. Yeah. Yep. Okay, we have two others real quick. We got like three minutes here left on the, the Podbean show. So we have evidence dispersal and elimination. This is one of the basic jobs of every team. It's not headquarters' job to do it for you. There are a few roving D&E teams, but most support comes with the regional bases. Expect to get chewed out for the request. In Bureau 13D20, you have cleaner agent class, where if I think you have to be like a third level in the Bureau agent class, and then you can become a cleaner agent. Right. Yeah, that's what you do. You're not only doing the disinformation among the people that saw it, you're also getting rid of things like, oh, this demon blood, we got to get... That's where you call in Mike Bonkowski, the OSHA agent in charge of Bureau cleanup, because, yeah, don't just wash this demon Iker down the drain. You don't know what's that going to do to the. You want giant table. alligators? <laughs> yeah, that too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're just and basically the, trying to, you know. Uh, I mean, what, what you're saying is, it's a class in the D21, meaning someone on your team should have it. Yeah, yeah. You should have somebody who specializes in that on your team, even if it's just one of your players knows a guy who knows a guy who knows a guy who runs a junkyard. One of those big presses, yeah. All right, yeah, and then, and then uh, since you are the expert on this, Trav. The last one? Um, romantic partners, yeah. Basically, what, what are you trying to say? Uh, we won't go there. Um, okay, yeah. Being in the Bureau and you're among... And my Skype just died, so... <laughs> a little bit of the file is going to be missing for me, guys. Um, basically, romantic partners, yeah. You're going to be together in close proximity with other agents. You're going to be dealing with that. And let's fate well, okay... Most of the agents are human. You might develop romantic feelings toward another agent on your team. Ugh. Considering your job, the best you're going to get is maybe friends with benefits. Because if you get too involved with all that, it could cause problems in the team. It could cause problems in, you know, for on, on the assignment and off the assignment. It's just like any other relationship, you, uh, any other workplace relationship. You're going to have to deal with these things as they come. And yeah, just friends with benefits would be pretty much the best you could do. So it's, uh, it's it could be a lonely life being an agent because, you know, yeah. you, know you, you don't, you don't want to leave a, a, a widow or a widower or especially no, you don't want to leave no. children orphaned and such. So yeah, it's hard. Uh, but again, you know, cutting ties. There's lots, yeah. there's, there's lots of video games you can play. Well, cutting tie, I mean, this is not, you know, like your wife that you left behind. This is a fellow agent that you become involved with. And you got to keep that involvement light because it can just make things really either weird or dangerous, depending on the situation. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for joining us. And we're, we've run out of time. And so far, it's still recording. But I want to just thank everybody for... Uh, listening to us, and if you have any ideas of things we haven't covered, please let us know on uh, a, uh, fans of uh, the uh, <clears throat> Gaming on, on the Frontier podcast, and of course you can uh, uh, send us emails 
uh, or uh, uh, Skype us and everything else because uh, I'm uh, we're always available to uh, help your campaign do a better job and we hope that you will listen to us for our next podcast but you'll have to wait until next week so until then this is Bruce Sheffer saying there are a million million worlds out there so go explore them and this is Trav there's a reason why it's called gaming it's for having fun Gaming on the Frontier podcast is wholly owned by its hosts. It is released under the Creative Commons 3.0 license. No commercial reproduction and any use of any element of the podcast must be attributed to the Gaming on the Frontier podcast. Hi, this is Trav from the Travcast. Listen to me Tuesday nights, 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern on listen.dementiaradio.org colon 8027.